Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade. Sunscreen. (laughs) Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Uh, Welcome, you guys. This guest this week is a Hawaiian and surfing legend, dominated the sport in the 60s with his smooth style and incredible nose riding skills. Holy crap, we have a legend in the building. He was on the forefront of the shortboard transition in the early 70s and was instrumental and an innovator in surf designs. Holy shit. This guy is a legend. Yeah. Come on, guys. He was regarded (laughs) one of the best surfers of his time in holding two world championships and five U.S. titles. Something like that. Something like that. They didn't have a tour back then, but this guy won a lot of events. Did I say we have a legend? Yeah. But it was his flashy clothes his fancy cars and his rock star persona that really catapulted him into celebrity stardom <laughs> holy shit we have a legend 
He's done stunt double for Hollywood actors, commercials for Diet Coke, Budweiser, and even starred in a movie with Jimi Hendrix called Rainbow Bridge. Holy shit, we have a legend. We are beyond honored to sit down and discuss surfing history with David. Flying Hawaiian Nueva. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Dude, <laughs> I haven't been incredible. Like that in a while. Dude, this is when 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 I posted that uh, clip of Cosmic Children, and whoever Your DM me was it me or was it you or was it somebody else? Anyways, I got a DM from from David Nueva's um, Instagram, Instagram wow. and it said Aloha. Uh, I would like to, I would love to be on your podcast. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Mr. Nueva wants yeah. to be uh, on our podcast. Is this a certified account? Let's, let's, let's double check yeah. this. <laughs> and then I'm like, I had to read it twice. I'm like, I thought, I thought it was going to be somebody who was like, hey, why are you tagging us or why are you using this? Yeah. But instead, it was an introduction to the legend himself, the flying Hawaiian. Yeah. Well, it was my son, Kai. Okay. He's the one that put me up to this, and I said, well, you know, Dad's been kind of retired from all this, you know? Yeah, so he dude. said, come on, Dad, do it for me. Yeah. You know, and I cool. said, okay, cool. Let's do it. Well, thank you, Kai. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but you were saying to me earlier, you are writing a book, right? Yeah. So I'm writing a book of when I grew up in Hawaii, which was Hawaii back then. There was probably three or four big hotels in Waikiki. The rest of the town was all little tiny little cottages in Waikiki. That's how I grew up, yeah. you know. And uh, and back then, you know, my school was only uh, God. You could look out the window and see the the ocean. And cool, at crazy. recess time, we we used to run down and get wet, and then come back to school. Yeah, you know. So I was like born and bred right there in Waikiki. Yeah. And everything was good. Yeah. So what, <laughs> um, was there a lot of guys like in the lineup at then, or just like a handful no, of? Guys? No, back then it was all like tourists coming from California or from what it, wherever. Yeah. yeah. And it was all beach boys, and they would take her to beaches and take them out in the canoes and the catamarans and the surfboards and teach them how to surf. Yeah. And that's what I did. My dad was one of those guys at one time. I used to take out the rental boards and paddle around and the skin boards along the beach. And yeah. then I started surfing, you know? Nice. Yeah, so it was kind of natural. What's your book going to be called? I'm not yeah. sure. Probably Surfing Outlaws or something like that. Ooh. Because we kind of were. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it was way before all this robotic surfing that we're doing now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, now you look out in the ocean, you see 100 guys, and they all look the same. You, know, yeah. you go, whoa. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of individuality, like, you know, everybody wants to copy the next guy, and, and if you are different, they're like, oh, you're, you're, it's kind of hard to get accepted being unique. Yeah, you know? yeah back, back when I started, there were pods of surfers, you know, like even in California, but in Hawaii, there were like little groups that were, had good guys in them. Yeah. And that's how we kind of rotated around. So let's, let's start at the beginning. You, you were born in Oahu. Born in Honolulu. My family uh, came from uh, from some islands in the Pacific, down by Samoa, called Nukuhiva Island. Wow. Yeah, we have a name after an island down there. 
Marcasia. That's where it is, where okay. our name is. Okay. And then we moved uh, the... Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Family, long time ago, moved to Kauai, and then we moved to Oahu. Okay. And what ethnicity, Hawaiian and and what else, Chinese or? uh, Me, I'm Hawaiian, German, Irish, Japanese. Okay. Yeah, my my mom was pure Japanese. Oh, wow. Yeah. And your dad was? Hawaiian, German. Wow, crazy. Yeah. Good mix. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They call us poi dog in Hawaii. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So So you guys, so you were born in that island in the Marquesia? No, no. no. I was born in Honolulu. Honolulu. Okay. It was three generations before I found out about all this. Gosh, how crazy. Yeah. But straight island. Yeah. Yeah. Waikiki boy. Yeah. Yep. And your dad and his friends kind of ran ran town? Yep. Yeah. They kept the beach clean and they took all the tourists out because, you know, Hawaii is still touristy. Yeah. You know, if you want a good job, you know, you have to work with the tourists. Yeah. Yeah. Service industry. But what a great job opportunity to, like, go surf and take tourists out. Yeah. Well, when you're five years old, you can get away with it. You know, hey, can I use that board? Sure, take it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, But the boards back then were not easy for a little five-year-old. How, do you, how carry, did you guys right? carry those balls so boards? He did it for me until he, sh- he showed me as I got bigger how to grab it by the nose and drag it. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, how old point. were you when you first started surfing? I started when I was, uh, I started pipo boarding. It was a piece of plywood. I started using that first and then started standing up on it and then started surfing after that, you know, five to maybe six. Wow. So right early. Yeah. Yeah. And was your father surfing too? or? Well, he was busy on the beach. You know, yeah. I'd run off and just yeah go do it. Yeah. <laughs> and and for our listeners, a pipo is like, like you said. Like a skimboard. A skimboard, skim pretty right. much, right? Yeah. yeah. A plank. Yeah, a plank. You know, a little yeah. piece of plywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you were standing up on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, and it didn't have fins, right? No. No. Yeah. Not back then. No. Those yeah. are coming back now, right? Uh, well, I've it's heard. Like the old skateboards. I remember there used to be a piece of two by four with iron wheels on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not so easy on the bumps. No, there was no Tony Hawk back then. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're five years old. You started surfing on a pipo, um, and and like. Did you have a little crew that I think... Yeah, we did have a crew. Uh, We were like in Waikiki, and most of the guys that I grew up with ended up being some of the best surfers in the world. Wow. 
like Barry Kanayo Puni. Wow. Uh, Donald Takayama. Yeah. Uh, so Barry, he's from uh, Honolulu, oh, too? Oh, yeah. We were all, like, in different pods. Yeah. You know, like, we were in Waikiki, my group, and Takayama and all the other guys were down at Ala Moana. Yeah, that's about a mile apart, yeah. two miles apart, you know. It, but that's weird how, like, just that yeah. distance, you know, as a kid, like, you did It's worlds apart, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I started going to Ala Moana and then mixing with their group, and, you know, that's how it all worked. Yeah. And then when I came up here, it was it was weird because I got off the plane, and there was, back then there was no wetsuits. Yeah. And there was no leashes. Like I said, leashes are for dogs. Yeah, <laughs> leashes are for <laughs> dogs. <laughs> we'll get to you moving, but you were there for... About your first 12 years or something, living in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. In Hawaii. And then I moved here around 14. Yeah. I ended up in San Francisco, no wetsuit, sur- trying to surf, but the water's so Ooh. cold in the middle of winter. Yeah. You know, just with shorts on and 85 degree water I came from. Yeah. You know, diving into what? 40, 50 degree water. Yeah. Shock. To oh, hell with that. Shock. It was shocking. So, I, so, I, um, <laughs> Growing up in, in on Honolulu, Takayama was coming up. Barry Kanai Puni. Did you and did you just did you venture to the North Shore at that young age? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, Buffalo was a big Hawaiian name in mm-hmm. Hawaii surfing. Yeah, but he lived in Makaha, which we called the country. He would come into town, and I'd see him, you know, and and the lady that used to take care of me, he ended up marrying. No way. Yeah, right there, you know, they got married and that's where all his kids, the Carolinas, came from. Yeah. Wow. Rusty and all that. Yeah. <laughs> what a trip. Yeah. But his mom, those kids' mom was the one that took care of me when I was a little kid in Waikiki. Okay. Yeah. She used to always go, where's your dad? You want some lunch? Here, <laughs> eat a hamburger. You know? Yeah. I mean. How simple was life back then? Oh, it was great. Es- especially yeah. just being a little kid running around. Like, you-, you could ask people for some change and some food. And, oh, you yeah. know, it was just, like, easy living, well, you know? Well, if you, if you know Hawaiian people, they take care of their little kids. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. hungry, they'll feed you. Yeah. You know, so I kind of I had a maid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about, like acclimating to bigger waves and, and like was South well, Shore I didn't really ride big waves Waikiki's more of a soft yeah small slow waves way. like going to San Onofre yeah right now for all the people beginning you know? yeah that's how I started yeah and then started you know moving into the country like on the weekends going to Makaha and then the North Shore slowly kind of breaking into it. Yeah, yeah. Because they're two different breaks. Yeah, for sure. And Makaha, when it's big, it breaks about a mile out in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. You know, and sunset, same yeah. deal. Yeah. And we were only little kids, so we didn't really go way out there yet. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and there wasn't like a lot of surfers at all, right? No, no. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, sunset's big and there's four guys out. No, you know? it wouldn't even be that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember pulling up when I was a kid, looking in Holly Eve, and there'd be nobody out, you know, and uh, we'd, we'd stay on the inside and yeah. ride, you know. Was so was it easy for you to start learning how to surf big waves, or were I you just really like... I didn't really get into the big waves. I mean, I did it, you know, but nobody knew what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, um, you're, under, <coughs> you're up to 12, you're, you're not really surfing anything... 
Thing, yeah. You know, I wouldn't think. It's it's like, uh, God, I didn't really get into that stuff because there was no movies about it or anything. You yeah. Know? It wasn't pushed. Yeah. You know, like you, like I remember going surfing at Pipeline. There'd be no cameras. And I remember watching uh, Big Waves in Wyoming. There'd be three guys out, no yeah. cameras on the beach, you know. And we're talking what, like early 60s or? Probably early, I'd say early 60s yeah. to about this, you know, 69 right around there before people started looking at it, yeah. you know, and started venturing more and more guys. Because, uh, yeah. you're, you're the, the group before you was like Butch Van Ars. Oh, I used to live with Butch. Did you really? Oh, I love Butch. Yeah, yeah Butch and I were like some the best of friends. Yeah, you know? and Phil Edwards and like those yeah, were the yeah. like pioneers of surfing. Oh yeah, they were. They North were like, Shore, right? Well, when they came over, yeah, there was only a few of them. You know, they could barely get enough money to buy a ticket, and they they ended up selling their boards there to get home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only coming for a couple of weeks. They miss their, you know, they probably only buy a one-way ticket and just last until their money. That's ran. what yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah for sure. And they bought one these old tickets. cars for like 200 bucks and ran them until the rims were on. Yeah. <laughs> it still happens today, just on a different level, you know? it's. So were you, were you like, did surfing take over your life as a little kid? Well, yeah. I mean, there's not too much other things to do, you know, except yeah. for... You know, go to school and, you know, do that stuff and surf in Waikiki, yeah. you know. You know, too young to drive a cab. Yeah. <laughs> Pick people up at the airport. Yeah. And, and your dad, you said. Which is a good hustle job. I mean, yeah. that, that's what people did. It's like, how do I make money? I mean, that's what I yeah. love about the culture is like, it's such oh, yeah. a service yeah. industry and there, you know, they, there's lots of opportunity. and Yeah, there it's all, all about tourists. You yeah. Know? And your Look dad at, was, that's what you, your dad did for a living, right? Well, he did that and he uh, worked at a theater over there. You know, he was a doorman. He used to let all the beach boys in free. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Did security and yeah. and start? I mean, did he start a you know a, a martial arts studio later in life, or was he did over there for a little while, yeah. and uh, not until he came here, but that's later on. Later we can on, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so did you? Was there ever any kind of organized competition when you were growing up? No, there was. They'd have a Waikiki deal, you know, for like. Back then, they call us the many hoonies when yeah. we were kids. Yeah, know. yeah, we did that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, That's just get, cool. the, get get a good beach day together with all yeah, all, yeah. all the That's basically surfers. what it was. Yeah. You know, everybody would bring food down there, and you'd go surf. Everybody would get drunk on beer. You know, and <laughs> have a great day. Have a great day. <laughs> That's a perfect little day right there. Sign me up. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, you're living in paradise. What the hell? Yeah, you know, it's warm. You pass out on the beach. You wake up on the beach. Yeah, you know? oh, we love it. <laughs> I want to do that tomorrow for Father's Day. <laughs> no, you can't do that here. They'll they'll put you in a new home in yeah. LA. <laughs> uh, so you 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 ran with with Donald and Brian and all all that, no, that crew. Them, to Brian and them weren't even around back then. Uh, <laughs> the Kalon, the kids, they, yeah. were, they were. I was up here way before that. Yeah, yeah. I came up here and uh, moved from. Frisco down to Hermosa Beach. So what took your family to San Francisco? 
Well, my uncle was up there, and that's my dad's brother, so mm -hmm. that's where we ended up with him because, you know, my dad was from Hawaii. He didn't know anything about California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we kind of migrated. My dad got a job down here for Walt Disney, and I ended up in Garden Grove, and I went, there's no beach here. Yeah. I got to stick my thumb out to get to the beach. So you were like 14 years old, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was hitchhiking. From Garden Grove. Yeah, to Newport to go surfing, you know. And then uh, I found out that Takayama was making boards for Dewey Weber, you know. Wow, okay. Him and another good surfer named Iggy. And so I went up there and I was living with those guys. In Hermosa Beach? In Hermosa Beach. And that's just so happened Dewey Weber, they were making boards for Dewey. Yeah. You know, Dewey Weber. And uh, I was like the little kid in that group. Hmm. Now, yeah. I was in a different was, pod. Was Takayama <laughs> a little bit older than you then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He was like, everybody thought that I was Donald's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'd go out in the water and I'm a goofy foot. Uh-huh. Donald's a goofy foot. Yeah. You know, and we all had long hair. Yeah. You know, so that's how that rolled. You know, and I was, I'd be in the back of Dewey's truck going to work with him to the shop. Dewey would, would pick me up and take me to Malibu, ride Malibu, you know? Yeah. I was like locked in with these good guys. Yeah, legendary dudes yeah. at and, the time. And they were on the forefront of like, they were shaping their own boards or getting boards. Yeah. They, were up, they knew all the spots up yeah. and down the yeah. coast. And, and finally I got a, a guy to give me and a kid named Drew Harrison I was living on the beach in Hermosa Beach in this little tiny repair shops, surf shop. And Did you run days, away from home or just no, like... No, I just stayed there because I didn't want to get stuck in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. You know, back Anaheim then Garden it was Grove. all guys with race cars and, you know, that was it. Yeah. Clubs, you like know, your dad car was, clubs. Your dad yeah. moved, you moved over for the work opportunity, but it wasn't really great for, for you. Was it for me because yeah. I grew up on the beach, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, take me to the beach. Yeah, so and luckily Takayama was here, kind of yeah, already established. Yeah, he kind of took care of me, you know, and what a trip, surfed, you know. Yeah, no wetsuits. <laughs> what, what we've kind of uh, been finding out is how the South Bay, Manhattan, Hermosa, they um, had all a big surfboard building. Yeah, that's such a trip. Yeah, there was uh, Weber, Jacobs, uh, Dave Sweet, and. Falker, a bunch of different guys that were making boards in the South Bay. Yeah. And, and uh, Greg Null. You know, all those yeah. guys, the, the big guys were there that yeah. could get foam to make the boards, you know? Yeah. So it was a, it was perfect for me. Now I got a foam surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what now, was that What was that jump like coming from like such a heavy wood, oh, you know, shit. board? Like 35, 40 pound boards, you know? Yeah. Yeah, even the, the new ones, because they, they had a glass with Volam, and they were heavy yeah. when I came here. Yeah. But the difference was I was already dialed in, because when I was a kid in Hawaii, I used to run around with George Downing, which is a big, big wave surfer. Yeah. And he had a son named Keone, and we were the same size, and he made Keone a little tiny round-nosed balsa wood board. Wow. With a, you know, fin on it. And me and Keone used to surf on that. How funny. How, so how, the transition of shortboards, when it, when it came in here, this guy already was dialed into yeah. it. Because I grew up with it. Yeah. yeah. You know? So you were already I, on a shortboard 
Way before. Way before. Way before. That's a trip. That's so insane. And, and that, and you don't hear that often because you know everybody just knew longboard at the time. But if you're a kid, you're like, cut one yeah. and a half yeah. and shorten it up. Yeah, I was like eating breakfast in the morning. Keone would paddle out on the board, surf, and I would be on the beach. He'd come in, I'd just take a paddle out, start surfing. And those were little boards that yeah. we were riding. Yeah. And the dad made it for him. Yeah. Know? So I hang out with him all the time because I knew I could ride that little board, yeah. which was cool. And yeah. This is like 60... I could put it on my head and not drag it. <laughs> it's like 66, 67 or yeah. like yeah. Yes. early. Early. Dang. So, so um... see, when that transition came to California of the short boards, I was already dialed in there, yeah. you know, from a little kid. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I'll ride this. Yeah, I can do it because I did it before. Yeah, so you were pretty good at surfing, and you kind of—I mean, coming from Hawaii, being friends with Takayama, was Dewey Weber your first sponsor, or um, who did you ride for? Or this did... guy named Larry Felker he used to shape boards, I guess, with Dewey and Jacobs, but he was a private shaper. You know what I mean? Jacobs mm-hmm. would hire a bunch of guys with shape boards. And, Putting his uh, label on, just, yeah. Yeah, so he, he kind of left them guys, and he looked at me and Drew Harrison, which was a great South Bay surfer, and built me and him boards. Yeah. And that's how I got picked up, because all of a sudden, here's these guys looking at me going, why aren't they on... Our boards, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because these kids are good, yeah, yeah. And then, then it started happening. You know, Jacobs gave me a board. Then Bing was looking at me when Jacobs did that and said, "You know what? I'm gonna get him." Yeah, yeah. You know? So you had all these boards opportunities coming yeah, at you, coming at me, and then uh, Jacobs didn't want to give me any more boards, so Bing just goes, "You know what? I'm gonna make one with your name on it." <laughs> Wow. And pay you money for it. Wow. <laughs> Dang. And that's how it started. Were you... Were you Which brand was it? The Bing, Bing Nose Riders. Bing. Yeah. So Bing was your first, like... Well, it didn't happen right away because I was, I was riding for Jacobs, and then Dewey was kind of looking at me. Dewey gave me a board. I rode it in a nose riding contest. And the board didn't have a nose on it. I mean, it was narrow nose, and I did good on it. Yeah. And then Bing kind of saw that and went, okay, I'm going to make this board. I'm going to put David on that board. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> You're like, sign me up. Yeah. And We're, Bing's the one that first paid you? Like, yeah. So he He's gave you a signature one. model and started paying you. Yeah. Back then he was paying me, I think it was like 10 bucks or 15 bucks a board. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a lot of money because gas was only like 20 cents yeah. or 15 cents a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you, could, you could get by, you know, juggling. Were you... Working with like the shapers, or were, you know, if you're riding, you know, a different board where the sh- you know, like how was the surf, you know, they progression? were just watching what I was doing, okay, and trying to fit the board to me, yeah, basically mm. back then. And yeah. then I started getting into it, started doing my own designing and that, yeah. Did you ever learn how to shape or no? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, I used to sleep in the fucking glass room. <laughs> No, I swear to God, watching them, you know, do the glass works and all that, trying to learn. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, sanding and shaping, you know, with Donald, I'd be in that shaping room for days. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Donald, if you want this board, you're going to have to uh, clean up over here. Hey, you want this, you want that. You're going to have to go yeah. glass your own board, Alex. That's kind of how it all happened. Yeah. 
So what um, was there like a professional thing starting to happen that it back then? It wasn't a professional thing. It was like they'd have these contests and they'd give away trophies, you know, and that that would be it. And they'd have it in different places in California, and we'd, you know, we'd go to that town and. Uh, Right in the contest and steal all their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're here to win your contest yeah, and steal your girlfriends. Yeah, you. <laughs> we got a case of beer. Let's have at it. <laughs> so, I, so there was a little bit of a contest scene, like you're saying, just so events would pop up. And I mean, how would they market it? Like, would they just, you know, guys would go they, up and down, drop off flyers at the surf shop, yeah. like, you know, like, hey, yeah. you know, bring your board down. Yeah. Was our sign up fee like? Yep. And Five then, bucks, or and then they started having teams, surf teams. You know, like Dewey Weber surf team, Jacobs, and then I was hooked into that. You know, like okay, we're sitting our team down there, in San Diego. Yeah, we're sending our teams here and there. Because yeah. that was the marketing back then. If you could yeah. have a, a team show up and kind of dominate, that's going to elevate the brand, board brand, and yeah. be able to yeah. like, oh, exactly. I want one of those boards. This guy's this came and exactly. killed us. Exactly. So, there was no money in it. All we did was party. The, every town that we went to, we partied. You know, with all the locals and yeah, yeah. that's kind of the situation. Yeah. yeah. So going back a little bit, when you were younger, and it was like '50s, '60s era, and like the movie. Gidget, right? We talked about this. Oh, I wasn't a fan of that. Right. But I wasn't. I hated the movies because it was so, what, plastic. Plastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like a film in the background and they're making like they're surfing. Yeah. And we'd all laugh, you know, we'd all go, what? Because yeah. you're a teenager when that yeah. came out, right? Yeah. I was not much Beach Boy oriented, you know, music guy. Yeah. I was on the cusp of when the Beatles came yeah. and Bob Dylan. Yeah, I went more on that side than the Beach Boys. Yeah, and there and that kind and of that's <laughs> kind of a cool thing to listen to talk about because no, it really was coming. True. Yeah, coming from not just Hawaii, but having that like lifestyle of a beach kid in you know growing up with a little bit more punk punk rock. Yeah, you see, is, because is I went uh, when I was cool. I went to school a little bit in, in Anaheim. I went to the school and all these, I looked and all these guys had Pendleton's on, white skinny pants on, they were too short, their socks and that would show, and they, they'd have long hair, and they'd drive around with the surfboard on the car and they didn't even surf. Wow. They and had that, hoedads back then? Wow. That <laughs> fucking freak. Excuse me. Yeah, no, no that, we, we love that. Hey, no, we it, love the cussing. That freaked me out, man, when I seen that. You know, here I am in school and I'm a real surfer. I'm getting boards and all this and I'm watching these guys drive around. Posers. Posers. Yeah. That's what they were. Yeah. They were phonies, you yeah. know, and... They would have boards and they'd talk surf and all that, but they never went in the water. Yeah. And that's a product of the Gidget movie, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why I think I went, you know, went towards Bob Dylan and the Beatles yeah. and the Stones. I just went, you know what? These guys are phony. Yeah. You know? They're, they're, milking, the, they're milking the lifestyle and there's a mo yeah. monetary, you know, you know, portion of it and, yeah, and it's it was going all, mainstream it's almost like the beach boys copying the beatles no yeah. not the beach boys the monkeys yeah copying the beatles yeah. you know with the hair we have those posers now they have <laughs> wave storms on their roof yeah you know? it's stupid it's you so know? crazy because you know when you've seen a lot of different trends come and go 
in surfing, in surfing lifestyle. Yeah. And, and for us, like when we think about surfing, right, and, and the highs and lows of the industry, part, you know, when we heard when Gidget came out, it, it just fucking made the, it was like COVID, but, you know, COVID surfers, because there's so many COVID surfers, that's the effect that Gidget had. I it created so many. It, it turned me off. <laughs> it really did. It turned me off because you know, I was running around back then with with rock star people. Yeah. You know, Eric Burton. You know, we parted. My wife and I parted with him in L.A. and the Hendrix thing came later. You know, yeah. and but a lot of people I met, they were rock and roll guys. Yeah. Real ones. Yeah. You know, and I was like. I look at the Beach Boys and get it all those movies, and I go, God, those people are lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That, I mean, in our our era, it was North Shore. You yeah. know, it was like that. You know, you're like, there's there's a little bit of authenticity in the way it is, but it's not. It's so commercial and and blowing yeah. up in a and, Hollywood way. Well, Sean what? Penn kind of took the raps, you know, later. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. so what's crazy, Mister Nueva? It's like you're you're you were at the uh, at the point where surfing became kind of reckless again, right? Yeah, or not I, reckless, but it started getting a bad rap. Right. Like late late 60s, early 70s, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, we were like uncontrollable. Yeah. We were like outlaws, you know, you wanted to talk to us, like, what do you want? Yeah, you know? it's kind of like that James <laughs> Dean era where the like, yeah. jeans and the shirts and they, you know, they're the greasers out, versus grease, socials. Yeah, kind of yeah. like the greasers yeah. vibe, yeah. but, you know, a little. But even more like now you're, the, the culture was turning into hippies and drugs yeah. And, yeah. and all that, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All of that. So, <laughs> well, some of the pictures that you guys probably seen of me sitting there with an airbrush board and yeah. some pipe sitting there. Yeah. Sitting. yeah. Oh, yeah, I was involved. <laughs> yeah. I had so, so, before I mean, we get to that, so. We'll do this in the next show. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what the ratings are on this one. Dollars. Through the roof. But, yeah, because if it's real bad, I ain't doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, don't worry. Yeah. People are going to listen to this and whatever you want to talk about. But. But so so you're you're in Hermosa Beach or Manhattan Beach, South Bay. You're, you're you started surfing for Bing. Um, were, were you working or were you still no, in I school? No, I was making or? money. Okay. Um, no, they they put me on the road. They they had. So me did you going. quit high school or quit? Uh, almost done home. with high school, and then uh, they started putting me on the road. I was going to Peru. I was going all over the places. So who's this, Bing? Yeah, Bing was... I'd be on the road on, in Miami all the way to New York or somewhere. Wow. Promoting the, the and, boards. And because that's how I was getting all my money. And Ooh. you were what, 17, 16, 17? About 17, 18. Wow. Yeah, to about 20. So it was like an organized tour to go promote the brand yeah. and, and yeah, get sales. And... All the shops would buy from him and then we'd and... have to go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make appearance there, and so you, you. What was your first trip abroad? <clears throat> I'd say Peru. Wow, that was with uh, Land of the Left. It was a world title contest, and they were they were sending a surf club there called Long Beach Surf Club, and I used to belong to that because I was living in Huntington, Newport, and. So I went went to Peru with that that surf team, which was Robert August and all the rich oh, wow. two. 
All the old guys. Yeah. Oh. So talk to us about moving to Huntington. Like when moving did that happen? Moving to Huntington was the best thing I did because if you ever lived in the South Bay, there's always a gray cloud over the South Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and the ways are always the same. Yeah. Shitty. Close eyes. <laughs> yeah. So it hasn't changed, yeah. Once I had my driver's license from Bing, I made him get me a car and I just put the boards on it and came south. Yeah. And when I got to Huntington, this town was cool. You know, it ain't like it is now. You knew all the guys that lived here that surf. Yeah. And most of them were all really good surfers. And we all used to surf out. And it was yeah. still that era where, like, if you're a shaper, you had a shop. And, you know, it, instead of the big kind of commercial stores that, you know, are kind of around today, mm -hmm. you'd have, you know, how many surf shaper shops were just in oh, that like, three block? Oh, some of the best block. surfers in the world came out of here. Look at Bob Hurley. Yeah. You know, he was shaping in town. Yeah. Robert August. Yeah. Uh, we had a shop over here uh, called Plastic Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That had Jock Sutherland, uh, Hackman, and the Chapman boys. And then I had a shop over here, too, called Dino. You know, yeah. we were making the fishes then. Yeah. You know, we were starting to go down on board size. And I said, hey, I got something for you guys. Start moving the fins in, you know, and making the board scoot. Yeah. And it was a short board, what I grew up on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so moving here, you started hanging out with... Robert August and no, I didn't hang out with them. We all kind of we had a pot of guys that you know when we we're in the water we knew who they were. Yeah, you know, but there were a lot of good guys that came out of this town. Yeah, yeah. And and did you when? How old were you when you opened up Dino? Or how God, long after? That was, that was like when I was twenty, twenty-one. Okay. So you took yeah. this skill sets of like what it took to like you know build a brand knowing you know traveling with Bing and everything and yeah, you're like yeah. instead of yeah you know working or yeah I was with with a guy that owned the company and we put we put that that package together mm -hmm. you know different board sizes and all that and it was called Dino Dino yeah yeah it's on the phone yeah <laughs> nice and then what what was like the you know um like the competition, like you said, there's Plastic Fantastic, Robert August was had his own At shot. that time, it was mainly movies. Yeah. We were all on the road doing different movies because, mm -hmm. you know, the movie thing, surf movies got real big. Yeah, and, yeah. And different people were taking, like, five summer stories took me over to Hawaii and teamed me up with Nat Young from Australia, yeah. which was number one. And we were like on the road doing different stuff. Such a trip. So that was like the, the lifestyle. It was more about that, yeah. that time doing movies and traveling than doing the competition because yeah. there yeah. wasn't really a tour. or Yeah, right. They'd pop up and then we'd do them and then, you know, we'd be off doing movies. Do you remember uh, like what your first magazine shot was or? Um, no. No? No. I mean, it was just Surfer Magazine and Surfing Magazine. Yeah. That was the yeah. only two. Yeah. yeah. But you don't remember your... No, it just, no. we'd go be, be on the road and they go, hey, look, hey, Nueva, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, Nueva. There you are yeah, again. There you are again. Hard, yeah. What about okay. movie? What, what movie do you remember? God, I remember all kinds of weird movies we did. Yeah. Yeah. The best one I think I did was uh, Five Summer Stories. Okay. And that's the one that you got paired up with that young? Yeah. Yep. 
and Sean Thompson and that, yeah, and all of us, yeah. I remember Sean, when he was a kid, we were both kids, you know, we were in Puerto Rico uh, 50 years ago. So you know, cool. that's where I met Sean. Yeah. You know, and we were all like on medium range boards with down rails. Yeah. See, the down rail thing came in with Henson. Mike Henson? Mike Henson was the guy that brought the, the down rails in. That's when I teamed up with him, you know. I teamed up with him because I knew he was on to something good. You know, when you put down rails, the boards we had are like egg rails. Yeah. He made them down and they went fast. Mm. Right there I went, click. Yeah. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, so much innovation and that. I, I, I just love that era where you, you know, you, you started on all wood board. and then you went to, you know, foam and then you're like, holy smokes. And then everything started getting smaller short and, and smaller. You had the fish, then you said you were mostly riding like mid-lengthers before, yeah. you know, like you, yeah. you kind of went away from longboard we, for a while. We were all kind of like moving towards what's really going to happen. Yeah. You know, that's what More that's what my big push was. I don't want to get caught behind, you know, like still stuck on yeah. that board. You yeah. know, I want to be Ride the guy everything. that rides the best boards. Yeah. And yeah. what was like, you know, the I, I just find it fascinating that, you know, like just equipment and how important it is to, oh, yeah. to, to accelerate your ability. And here you are on these long boards and you're, you're so limited on trimming and running up the nose and back. And yeah. you get on these little skateboards almost like, that's what they you know, like. and, you know, like. Well, people hated us. Me and uh, one of my team guys named Mike Armstrong. He used to ride fishes with me. Yeah. And when we were riding the fishes, you know, other guys were still on single fins, you know, and we were like, and they were like, they hated us. Yeah, we were going so fucking fast, and we were like, these are twin fins, most yeah, like yeah, twin fins. Man, who, we were flying. Who yeah. who made your first twin fin, or what twin fin did you ride first? Uh, I shaped my own hmm. at Dino. I just you know a, a friend of mine was riding one on the East Coast, uh, Mike Tamling. He got one from San Diego. I don't know how he did it, but Steve Liss. Yeah, I, I guess Steve Liss gave him one or something, and I saw him on the East Coast. Yeah, connecting the dots, going down the beach, you know, and I went, "Fuck, that thing's fast." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I never seen the board. So yeah. when I came home, we had the factory here. I just took a blank and kind of worked on it until I went, "Okay, this is me." Yeah. And, but I did different things with them. I made the fins torqued in like this and pulled out. So it was like a catamaran deal. How and, interesting. You yeah. Know, where one fin fins. would blow out and you'd squirt out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was my theory. Yeah, you want it, you wanted to accelerate when you're on, on rail, you know? You want to so pull that drag it. out. Yeah. That other fin's got to come out so it, you could fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trip because Steve Liss is kind of the guy that's been... Not really, because if you go to a museum, the one down at San Clemente, you go in there, there's a twin fin balsa board in there. Mm -hmm. Way before Steve, Steve Liss was okay. even born. Yeah. And I looked at it, I went, he didn't invent that. <laughs> yeah. There it is, right there. Yeah. That big balsa board. Yeah. When I walked in there, I just went, there it is. Well, Liss, Liss was, wasn't around. Yeah. I mean, 
didn't didn't she ride like a thruster before like even Sam, Simon Anderson came out with a yeah, thruster? I got a picture of it at home. Yeah, like yeah. I mean that's you know down railed three pin board rode it here won a contest on it. Yeah, so what, you know bring back the contest because I know you kind of had a, a domination you know kind well, of. The boards were called Rainbow. Michael made me a set of probably 12 to 15 boards back then before anybody had a, a quiver and oh, a whole set. <laughs> and we did the movie with Jimmy Hendricks on a, a set of those and all that, yeah. We used to put weights on them in the front too. What? You guys don't know? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm gonna make these shirts up for all you people listening. Say, what are you new? <laughs> Said this like your it. first day. Put yeah. a couple boards on it. Say, sign by David. Yeah. <laughs> so what were the weights for? The weights like the bat of a bat playing baseball. Okay. We used to drill on the very tip of our boards, like an arrow shape. Okay. Hole. Yeah. And glass down in there, and put take fishing weights and put them in there, yeah. and tape it. You know, so you could pull them out if you want a lighter or heavier. You're kidding me. And what it was was when you went to the bottom of the wave, you throw the board, right, mm. to go up. It's like the same deal with a bat. Huh. The weight would launch it. <laughs> wow. What a trip. You yeah. never knew that? No, man. You guys are new. We're so I've new. I've never heard of weights in the that's nose of a board. Listen, that's how far ahead we were. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. They don't do that anymore. Or they no, stop. Nobody even know about it probably until today. I yeah. Think. Just let you guys know what's going on. This is an exclusive. <laughs> so you guys are here first. You guys are all new. Yeah. <laughs> See, we got a lot of stuff we did. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the innovation and the DIY like era of you know like just being thinking outside the box and trying something yeah. different, whether it's the fin or the the shape. Earlier, the you down know, rail. You were saying how people hated you because you were like ripping, we were going, yeah, they, ripping they, on your twin fin, yeah, and everyone was still stuck on yeah, they were on traditional longboards. A good example, Mike Armstrong. He rode my fishes, right? He went to Hawaii. He was surfing Ala Moana, and Jerry was there, Lopez. And uh, Jerry goes, Michael was coming down the line, and he was going up and down, connecting all the dots and flying, right? Jerry goes, hey, let me borrow your board. This is what Michael told me. So Michael loaned him one of my eagle fishes. Jerry, and he said, here's the problem, Dave. Jerry took off on a wave, went straight down like he did at single fin, and pitched the board over, and then he spun the board around like this, like a saucer, mm -hmm. and crashed and burned, and was pissed off. Michael told him, dude, you don't ride the fish that way. You yeah. gotta get up and turn right away. You yeah. don't take it down like a single fin. Yeah. He took it down like a single fin, tried to launch, and it didn't work. Yeah. The board went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always heard a good analogy for that is like, Driving a car with out power steering versus a car with power steering on how sensitive, you know, like just sensitive, yeah. sensitive it yeah. just zings like you barely have to. How's that one? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Jerry was his surfing is really simple, right? And it's really straight like straight line, straight line. That's what we call it, straight and line. And his, his stance is super narrow. And with lean with, turn, lean turn, yeah. And with with um, with fishes and shorter boards, you, you gotta like. 
you gotta, widen yeah. out your stance. And it's almost like listening to the cars and watching chicks dance. <laughs> <laughs> Move it, baby. Move it. <laughs> gotta shake it. Right. Shake it up. Yeah, right? For sure. I love it. You, you definitely shook it, I bet. What was it like, uh, you know, so in the contest, guys were entering with longboards and, tw- you know, twin at that, you know, that era, like, was there a shortboard contest or they didn't no, care no. what you rode? They didn't care what you rode. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, so we were throwing everything at them. I mean, we were on down rails, they were on up rails, they were on single fins, we were on twin fins. You yeah. know, we were going faster. Just staying ahead of the pack. Yeah. yeah. So were, was there a contest where people showed up with longboards and you showed up with your twin fins? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So that must have been like a clash did, of the ideologies I, I did right that there. I in New Jersey once and the wave was about five inches high. I was on a longboard and they were on shortboards. Who got all the waves? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you assess the situation, line up. You're like, okay, I'm gonna, I got a quiver, twelve boards back here. <laughs> I'm gonna take that one and go smoke these fools. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, guys, yeah. uh, what else we gotta do? I know, right? Yeah. What was? I mean, so, I know what. Yeah. We'll do this again. We we'll do this again and have oh, yeah. more fun because there's a lot of stories they got. No, are we done? We're not done yet. Why are we? No way, man. We got to see what the ratings are going to be like after this. Oh, it's going to be Mr. Nueva. Through the roof. <laughs> People are going to be so psyched to, to listen to, to more stories. We'll, we'll, we'll do, an, just just keep us going for a little bit more. But, okay. But, um, sure. Talk to us about. Uh, well, I just want to, yeah, before, before you jump into the next, your contest wins. And, like, you know, like, where were the events primarily? You know, we had the U.S. Open. Right, U.S. Championships or whatever it was titled at the time. Was there other events on the East Coast? Oh or yeah, down? there were like, events all over. All over. Yeah. yeah, we were just like when you get down here, jump a plane, go to Cocoa Beach, Florida. There'd be a big game yeah. going so on. So were you kind of tripping out that you were becoming somewhat of a celebrity and making decent money at from that surfing? time? No, because you know it was like we'd we'd be on the move all the time, and then we just see the book now and then and go, oh wow, look at this. Yeah, you know? yeah. Book meaning like surfer surfing and yeah, like yeah. The be yeah. pumping everything up, and we get home and you know just kind of be tired from being on the road and just kick back, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I mean, just I could imagine like just putting all those boards without board bags and carrying like oh. you know a bunch of where you guys you're not uh, driving over these coasts. You guys were all flying. I well, assume, sometimes right? we drove. Sometimes yeah. we drove. Yeah, I got a good one for that. You know we. Used to make the run from Cal, take a big U-Haul, and drive through to Texas, and then I disappear with some blonde in Dallas. You know, <laughs> while everybody was pissed off, waiting for me to show back up so we could keep going. You know? Yeah, and then uh, a little detour. Yeah, and then hit New Orleans, and then uh, I'd be walking across the street, and all everybody go, "Don't take that chick. She's a guy. You know, don't. Dave, come back." What good friends. Check the Adam's apple, Dave. Check yeah. the Adam's apple. So Shave her legs. So the U-Haul, were you, were you bringing boards to sell on the trip too? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah well, loaded up with everything. Cause that's... Stop at shops and they'd buy them and we just keep going and pick up more boards at airports and load up again and just keep going. Yeah. And one time I was on a rest stop. Yeah, we'd be going through Texas. I go, 
are we still in Texas? <laughs> Fuck, when's this state going to be over with, man? Yeah. It's the longest car ride I've ever been on. It's three days in Texas. <laughs> yeah, what day is this? Are we still in Texas? Yeah. You well, know? now you make a pit stop at uh, BSR, you know, surf resort on the way out. <laughs> so we pull off and, and we get done with New Orleans and we're on our way down to Tampa and all that. And we're in Louisiana and we pulled off the road. I think it was me, Mike Purpose, and a bunch of other guys. I think there were six of us. And we were towing the, tra uh, the trailer in the back full of boards and we pulled up on the rest stop and I went in, opened the door, used the bathroom, and then went to the counter and said, wow, what's those round doughy things? The guy goes, hush puppies. Oh my God. And I go, oh, what do you do with them? He goes, oh, they're bread dough with sugar on the outside. Go, oh, cool, give me a dozen. So I'd go outside, and being in a car, all you want to do is just lay out and stretch. Yeah. And there was a little bayou in front of me. So I'd be eating the hush puppy. I look in the fucking bayou, and I see this, like, log moving. Holy shit. Alligator? Alligator. I go, what the hell is that? Boom. I throw the hush puppy at him. He, whap. I go, that's a fucking alligator. Wow. What the hell? So I throw another one, right? I made a trail so he was coming up on the beach yeah. in front of me, and I was on the grass looking at him, and he had his nose like right on the sand, you know? I hear a car behind me go, lady and guy pulls out, and this lady had a poodle. She, he put, she put the poodle down and ran in to use the bathroom, and the guy ran in, so the dog was outside peeing, and. I'd be feeding the alligator, all of a sudden I noticed the poodle ran down. Oh, oh no. And I, as I was throwing the hush puppy, he thought I was throwing the ball. Oh no. And so the poodle <laughs> ran down and fucking smelled the alligator's nose and the alligator went, wham! Got him. <gasps> ate him and oh, turned around and God. drug him in the water and I stood up and I heard the lady go, foo foo. <laughs> Poo -poo. Oh my! Poo -poo. And I looked at the boys and I went, we "We're out of here. We gotta leave right now, right now, everybody!" Oh, we're out. We're in the car driving away. They go, "You know what? I should." They go, "No, we're not going back there. You're gonna tell the lady that you fed the alligator that ate her dog." And I go, "Keep going, keep going." Holy smokes! All right, I don't know if you want to talk about this, Mr. Nueva, but when was the first time you smoked weed? First time I smoked weed, I think when I was in Huntington. Okay. Yeah, so I moved there. later on in life, right? Like yeah. 17, 18? Yeah, living in uh, Huntington is uh, Golden Bear. Yes. And we used to go there a lot, and those guys were always all loaded, you know, when yeah. they played music back then. So yeah. That was the hot spot, though. That was Yeah. The, so you met a lot of, like, rock stars and... Yeah, because they stay in town. Yeah. And, and Mr. Nueva, you... Were a fucking rock star back then, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I drew my hair out. Yeah, when 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 we look back at All pictures, image, imagery from the movies, time. yeah, you were like, you were like a a celebrity fucking surfer. Like <laughs> he was a one rock. Of the, like he wasn't. A, there he wasn't didn't look like a surfer. There wasn't anybody he wasn't else wearing <laughs> Hawaiian shirts. No, and, and he was Florida. like shirtless no, was... with a fucking fur coat on, right? <laughs> a white fucking fur coat on with <laughs> long hair and dark. Big sunglasses, right? You, you were like yeah. a, a fucking. He's stalk. a ladies' well, man. Well, like I told you, you know, there's the Beach Boys, and there were 
the Beatles. Yeah, I yeah. went to the right, they went left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Huntington is where you started smoking weed and hanging out with rock stars. Yeah. Okay. And that, I mean, that was pretty common back then. I mean, it wasn't like you know, oh, you're 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 going down the dark side. That was just the normal. Yeah. Like, that was the normal, normal culture. Scene. Yeah. It was a normal, it was a normal thing. You know, like going to uh, concerts. Yeah. You know, we'd go to like. Uh, all the big concerts they were touring all over Orange County all yeah. over the place yeah that's a trip because I, you know we we as as younger yeah. adults we didn't grow up really with the Golden Bear yeah. and and back then that was such a integral part of Huntington Beach yep. and, uh, and the culture and surfing the culture and all that I remember yeah. being a kid and my parents were like you know, getting a babysitter for us, and they're going to the Golden Bear. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It was. I mean, it was totally cool. You know, like when we were in town, we just go over there and listen to good music, and people be smoking weed out, waiting yeah. in line to get yeah. in there. Yeah, and yeah. You know, they they drew up some really good talent. It even oh. being a smaller venue. Did the Stones play there? Or no, uh, no, no. I don't no. Know. A lot Bob, of other people. Bob uh, Dylan. I Paul Butterfield was the main guys that were always here. But there are a lot of people that play their Janis Joplin, yeah, all Joplin. kinds of big yeah. rock stars. They ten years after all these groups, yeah, they're like, we're gonna go down to the Beach City HB. We're gonna do some partying. I, I even drove up to Carmel to uh, Monterey to watch uh, Jimi Hendrix and all Otis Redding and all yeah. that during the Monterey Pop Festival. Yeah, yeah, in a Porsche. Smoking weed right up the highway. So wait a minute, you 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 had yourself a Porsche back no, then? No, my buddy had one. Okay. And so he goes, hey, I'm going to Monterey. You want to go? I go, shit, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. You got the weed? Let's do it. Is that so, the first time you met Jimi Hendrix? No, no. I didn't meet him there. I okay. saw the show and I went, oh my God, this that, guy. Yeah. Changed your world? Changed your life? I mean, his music his look his i mean he was oh yeah he, where everybody was he was the david Weva of fucking <laughs> rock and roll yeah right yeah beat of his own drum the Jimi hendrix of surfing Kim. the david Nueva of rock and roll when yeah. i got the, got the news from uh mike henson's uh girlfriend uh melinda she called me up and she they li- they were living in san diego henson and them they go david you're in the movie i go what movie Jimi Hendrix and I go I'll be right there <laughs> yeah. I jumped in my Porsche and braced down there and she told me the whole story what we're going to do and everything Michael's billing us billing me about eight different surfboards with weights in them and all this shit you know and I'm colorful and, and we're talking about Rainbow yeah. Bridge painted everything yeah. is this for the movie Rainbow Bridge yeah okay so I I was ready man yeah. I would yeah, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. And what, yeah. what, what uh, year was that um, filmed? I'm not or? sure. It's my where's my phone? So, Mr. Nueva, that the the there was there was like a legend has it that you used to get chauffeured around in a in a Bentley or something like that. Is that true? Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Friends of mine had him. One guy used to live up in L.A., but he wasn't my chauffeur. He was just a rock and roll guy. Yeah. And he used to come down, and we'd all cruise around. He's like, hey, I want to come to the beach and hang with you. And yeah. you're, you're yeah, rolling yeah. up in a Bentley. <laughs> how yeah. did, how did you, before we get into the movie while you're looking it up, I mean, how did, 
How did you um, not go to Vietnam in, in the draft? Oh, uh, like, we, we were good at that. Most, back then in that time and stuff, we were good at uh, getting out of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did that. You had flat feet? No, but I didn't have peanut butter between my legs when I went up there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Wait, peanut butter? What does peanut butter have well, to do? Well, like you shit in your pants, you oh. know, during the draft. You know, yeah. walk, walk in the yellow line, take that red line, go that yeah. way. There, there's a green one. I just, whatever they told me, I went to the opposite, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you put peanut butter in your... I didn't do that. One of the one of the other surfers, I think it was Hackman that did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we got out of that. We yeah. knew that war was no, no going nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a, a, a horrible, you know, so, war in time, for sure. So you were starting to talk about that, that iconic picture of you sitting next to a bunch of airbrush boards. You're kind of in the middle of it. And there's a big bong. Was that that was Laguna Beach, right? Yeah. And that was was it you and Mike Henson? No, that guy was uh, that I was sitting next to was uh, Johnny Gale. He's the one that promoted Sunshine Acid. Ooh. Hmm. He was one of the big guys. He died, so you know no, nothing can happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a heavyweight. Sunshine acid. Now, well, yeah, everybody took LSD back then. Yeah, and smoked weed. Yeah, it, it got stuff. really crazy, huh? Like, oh, yeah. it went from kind of recreational weed to some more detrimental psychedelics, right? Yes, Cedarbong. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. That's, put I that mean, on the, the Instagram. artwork on those. I, mean, those I, I haven't boards. seen those photos yeah. in a long time, but that those is my exceptional right there. <laughs> yeah. I want one of those. Seriously, <laughs> Anybody right? Would. Yeah. Back then, nobody had them. We so, were the first guys. Yeah. We so, were the first guys to do the airbrush. So this guy right here is John Gale. We're looking at the... Uh, John what? John Gale. John Gale. Chris Craft uh, Boats. That was his dad. Chris Craft Boats. Oh, yeah. wow. Craft Boats. And, and what did he... Uh, he was a surfer, obviously. And he, he started selling... There's a movie of the Brotherhood. That was the head guy. He was the head guy of the Brotherhood. Okay. Right. And well, they well, smuggled hash in. They made a big movie of hash coming in and yeah. all that. What movie was it? I don't know. I forget. <laughs> Seriously, like that's, that's him. Wow. We'll, ha we'll have to Google that one. That's crazy. That's, yeah. yeah, look it up. He was a, a one of the big guys. Yeah. Did, now, were you guys good friends or yeah. yeah? Excellent friends. Yeah. What do you think I'm doing there? Yeah. <laughs> Party and talking me, design. You're showing me a room full of suitcases full of money. Yeah. That is so crazy. <laughs> that's why you're living in Laguna and you got freaking yeah. yeah. So your book is going to be pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Now, is somebody helping you with it or? Uh, no, I'm just kind of weighing it. Write, okay. write it down now and then, you know. Tackling it by, by, by event or by, um, by decade. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I'm taking my time. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. There's a movie. Rainbow Bridge. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched some Rainbow Bridge stuff too. Wow, it's pretty. It's pretty eclectic and amazing. 
Yeah. So do you, do you want to stop right now, Mr. Nueva, and we'll catch back up or, or what? Yeah, why don't we put the public on, dial in to your company, and we'll be back with David pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, we like this. Yeah, because honestly, this our interview is not finished. We're, we're going to have to oh, keep okay. going, okay? Well, no, 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 not today. We could wrap it up. Yeah. We, we could wrap it up for now. Yeah. And then um, do whenever... Yeah. Maybe next week or the following week we could do episode two. I want to see well, how many people that's going to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll 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 get you some info, but yeah, it's it's going to be. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. And man. they'll be new. Yeah, yeah. What do you know? Yeah, we got. Yeah. I mean, what do you know? We want to talk some of the the U.S. Open and you know some of the, your other surf trips and then. You know, doing some of your commercials and stunt double, and there's a lot of good yeah. Stuff. You got to go. I yeah. got So hey, hey, this is this the is flying Hawaiian. This is David, Mr. Nueva. Thank you so much. Yeah, I got this ain't finished. All right, oh, you, can, you can give him a ride. Yeah, yeah. and and we're awesome. gonna. Uh, this is the first part of episode one. Yeah, David Nueva. Thank you. Peace. <laughs> Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Take two. Take two. With our guest, a Hawaiian and surfing legend that dominated the sport in the 60s and 70s, regarded one of the best surfers of the time, holding two championships, U.S. titles, we didn't even know. He has all this history, but he's known for incredible nose riding skills, smooth style, and rock star persona. Legend. Legend. He likes flashy cars, fancy, flashy clothes, fancy cars, and a unique look that catapulted him to surfer celebrity. He's got commercial stars, Diet Coke, Budweiser. He's in a famous movie with Jimi Hendrix. We're going to learn about all of this and more. Yeah. We welcome David. Yeah. Thank you guys for the flying Hawaiian, even though he doesn't like to hear that. (laughs) That's what we know he is. Mr. New Wave, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Oh, I'm honored to be yeah. here with you guys. It's yeah. uh, It's been a good journey, you know, for me. You yeah. Know, and, yeah. Uh, I got a birthday coming up. I'll be 73. That's incredible. Yeah. Good for you. So I hope I'm, I'm in as good shape and, and sparkly yeah. at 73 as you are, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in that good of shape yet. <laughs> yeah. Take it. So so we, we kind of left off talking about... Um, that famous photo of you and Jonathan Gale, but we also wanted to kind of go back and talk about that controversial thing that happened, that sure. contest with the we'll twin get, We'll get that part done. Okay. Uh, the deal with me and Johnny Gale, okay, I was uh, I was good friends with Johnny. He, uh, his parents owned uh, Chris Craft Boats in Newport back then, and uh, he was obviously tied in with uh, Timothy Leary and the Grateful Dead yeah. and all that. You know, they were, I guess they were, uh, back then they were uh, in a movie too, I think. They made a movie about those guys, the Brotherhood, you know. And yeah. uh, I was just happened to be there with them one day and, and there was all my surfboards in that picture when I was sitting down with them in, uh, in Laguna Beach, you know. Yeah. It was... Uh, John was a good soul, you know, just, he got caught up in the, the wrong time, you know, with yeah. uh, the police so, or the feds, one so, of them. So he was dealing acid back no, in the day? Well, yeah, he was selling LSD, you know, the sunshine, yeah. and uh, he was also, they were smuggling in crazy a crazy amount of hash, you know? Yeah. <laughs> In surfboards and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. One of the reasons Rainbow Surfboards came up, and they were made by Hanson, 
and the airbrusher lived in Laguna Beach, so you could see the the mystic boards that uh, they were making me. Yeah. You know, and those boards were all gift from Johnny, you know, for me to ride. And uh, some of the airbrush stuff, there was hash and other stuff in there, you know. <laughs> Works of art. They were, were smuggling it, and uh, they were cutting open some of those boards and uh, pulling out the hash, you know, because they were airbrushed and they couldn't see it. That's you know? crazy. <laughs> hey, you know, reuse, reusable, yeah. you know. Well, was that guy a good surfer, Jonathan Gale? Johnny was pretty good, you yeah. know, for how small he was, and uh, he was only like 115 pounds, yeah. you know. He was a small guy. Did you surf with him a lot? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He used to always go, come on, Dave, let's go ride these boards. I go, they're not loaded, are they? <laughs> I don't think they do that anymore. They don't need to now. But yeah, that was the way of the the, the world back then. You yeah, know? yeah. Smuggle. Well, they they still smuggle all kinds of stuff. You know, we just don't know where to look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just keep getting smarter and smarter. Yeah, one step ahead of the man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not they're not drug dealers. They're drug suppliers. You know, because you yeah. don't really have to sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's buying. <laughs> Well, now you can just go down the street and go in the store and get it. Yeah, yeah. dispensaries, <laughs> right? So, so, you know, it came a long ways. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, um, tell us about that contest where they stole your surfboard. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I had, I think, four of them on the top of my car. And the one they grabbed was the one that I was going to use, you know, which I made, you know, at Dino in Huntington Beach. I shape it. The nose was pulled in. It was all different compared to the, what they accused me of ripping them off for the shape. Yeah. My board was completely, completely different, you know. It looked like some of the boards they're using now, uh, you know, in the pro ranks. You yeah. Know, they're real thin, you know. My board was like a potato chip. And it worked well for me. They happened to, you know, I went to the hotel to check in with my girl. And uh, next thing I know, I came out, one of the boards was gone. You know, and I went, whoa, what happened here? Yeah, what a trip. They took it right off the Jaguar, you know. You're driving a Jaguar then? Yeah, big old <laughs> white thing. We called it the white whale. Because <laughs> most of the, the you know, station wagons, whatever they're, you know, the, the uh, Volkswagen bands were pretty popular and stuff, yeah. but you were rolling in a Jaguar. Yeah. Well, the reason for a lot of that, too, was that we were surfing in contests where they were just given trophies. Yeah. Know? And no I, prize money. I wanted to step it up by doing what I was doing and, you know, say, say, hey, look, you know, we're driving Rolls Royces, Jaguars now, you know, come yeah. on, pass. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have money. Yeah. So, you know, everything, I came in a little bit too early than, uh, you know, Tommy Kern and all those guys, <laughs> you know, they made money and I got stuck with trophies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think when we look back to every generation, it's like that, because, you know, I was pro in the 90s, early 2000s, and I'm like, yeah, I, I made good money, but, man, these kids now are making freaking bank. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Especially Kelly. Especially so, Kelly. So who stole the surfboard? Do you know? Some group uh, down in the, well, they all surfed at the pass. Uh, Wind and Sea? Or? Big Rock, okay. you know, more down at the cliffs towards Ralph. Okay. There was a group of guys down there, I guess they had the fishes, but they were all set up different than what I did. Yeah. You know, my their fins were all, you can look at the fishes nowadays, their fins were all straight where I torqued them in and pulled them out so they ride like a catamaran. You know, mm. once 
once you took it in the turn, the outside fin was out of the water, so you were skimming a lot faster. Wow. You know? Yeah, so I had all these ideas that I put in that board. It was different than what they had in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. And you've been writing these prior to the event. You just didn't, like, you know, shape a board right before, right? You're, no. You're... I just made it because I saw a friend of mine on the East Coast riding one. I think it was a Steve List board. That's who the guys were. Okay. That ripped it off. No and way. Part of that group. Yeah. But if you go back in history, uh, like you can go see one right now. It's a balsa one at uh, in San Clemente at the, the museum. The it's a balsa wood board, and they got twin fins on them. Huh. It was made way before these guys. Yeah, yeah. Know, but they were claiming it. Yeah, know? yeah. So, you know, more power to it. But they, they happened to rip one board off, and they had three more on the car. Did, <laughs> were, were those, like, different from, like, the kneeboards? Because kneeboarding was really popular back then, and we, we, we hear a lot of kids and younger guys learning on a kneeboard because they're more manageable. Yeah, well, but the first guy I seen, you know, with a twin, twin fish kneeboard was... Uh, God, his dad was Clark Cable. Clark Gable? Bunk, yeah, his dad was Clark Cable, and his name was Bunker Spreckle. Oh, Spreckle wow. Sugar, that's where all the money was. Yeah. And Bunk Bunker was driving around in a Mercedes. I'd see him on the North Shore with a bitchin' girl in a Mercedes, and he was a really good friend of mine. Hmm. But he was riding a twin-fin kneeboard. And you talk about, I seen air. Back then, he was coming off the lip here at the pier on eight-foot days and just getting launched up in the air. And I was going, God, who is that guy? Was he younger or older than you? No, we were about the same age. Okay. Bunker Spreckles. Yeah. His dad was yeah. Clark Gable. Clark Gable. I had no idea. Because yeah. that guy's kind of famous, but not like... No, he was famous. Yeah. Yeah, for kneeboarding. You know, he was like George Greeno, but nobody knew of him. Okay. You know? And... You know, we used to party at my house in Corona Del Mar. He'd call me up and go, Dave, you just get back from Hawaii? I said, yeah, I just got back. And he goes, where are you? I go, Corona Del Mar. He goes, I'm coming down with my gal. He'd pull up in a Mercedes and have an armful of booze, you know. And he'd go, come on, man. Here we go. Here we go. Dude. So cool. So, so, so the guy stole your board, and I heard they, like, Nailed it to a telephone well, pole. Or some of like the that. guys that were, you know, we're on the U.S. surfing team. You know, there was a bunch of us, you know, that Drew Harrison, a bunch of guys that qualified to, to be in the world title. And they, I didn't know what happened. All I knew is somebody ripped the board off, and I was at the hotel. So I woke up in the morning, I had three of them, put them on the roof, and down we went to the contest, and everybody was going, don't tell David about his board being hung on, on the pier, you know, because they didn't want me to get distracted yeah. and pissed off, yeah. and, you know, Psyched before out. I rode. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but they had pictures of it. I saw it in a magazine a month later, you know, of the board and all that. That was pretty low, but, you know, to yeah. try and hold me back of something that I was going to do. Yeah. yeah. That's, how'd you do in the contest? I, well, here's the deal. The final event, it was, uh, it came down that we caught three of the other guys riding single fins. And the waves were small, and Jim Blair's that won the contest, he happened to just fought, saw what I was doing and, and got a, a fish. 
So him and I were the only two on fishes. And we were going down the line and these guys were barely coming out of their turns and the white water would you know, be in front of them. They couldn't make the waves. Yeah. And we were flying, you know. So you guys finished first and second? Well, when I came in, before I was in the event, I was in a bar across the street, me and my gal <laughs> with the Hells Angels. <laughs> No way. You're partying with the Hells Angels. I mean, yeah. We were in, in the bar. I wanted to stay away from all the crowd that was on the beach and yeah. all that. So I told her, I go, hey, let's go over here and sit down and, you know, we can still watch a contest. So we are in there and I met the, the head guy for the Hells Angels, San Diego. Wow. And he was going, I know who you are. And I go, well, I don't even know you, but hey, <laughs> you got your boys there, you know? <laughs> yeah. You thought it was going to be trouble, or? No, no, he made it real comfortable for yeah. me. And he, you know, he'd go, Dave, we're going to be rooting for you, brother. You That's know? awesome. And I was like, cool, you know, I'm just trying <laughs> to stay out of the, the firing range yeah. with all the people and all the shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, so when they announced me, I'd go, See you guys, and they all go, Dave. We're all going to the beach to watch. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back up. Now. Yeah, uh, what yeah. Do you guys want to do? Stole my board. Yeah, who got my board? I got my boys over here. He's looking for the guy who took my board. Oh, if they would have found out about that, ooh, there would have been some trouble on the beach. Yeah, yeah. So, but we're in the heat, and I was getting twice as long rides than Jim Blair's. I was getting down the beach where Jim would get caught up, you know couldn't make some of the waves and I was just flying down the beach and when the contest was over everybody on the beach including the Hells Angels came running up to me going you want to stay you oh, want man. it oh, that's and the then worst. when they announced it everybody went that was wrong up until uh, before Jim Blair's died in Hawaii I used to go over there he came up to me and said you know what I didn't win that it was politically fixed yeah you know, that because sucks. I was a, like an outlaw. Yeah. yeah. Long hair, and here's all these other guys with short hair, and yeah. I'm driving a big old white car. Yeah. And a, a lot chick of, and yeah. <laughs> a lot of California looking like beach studs, and then you, here yeah. you are with yeah. your like just yeah, rock star. Yeah, they're old beat up cars, and I pull in with this yeah. big white uh, rail, you know? Yeah, too much going on. <laughs> yeah, a lot, right? a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Those yeah, guys are just, I just jealous. Yeah. You ripped, but you also came in like you're yeah. owning the place. And you, you psyched out probably a lot of well, competition. I, I find that throughout uh, all the contests that I was winning, you know, against guys that were in my heat. And they go, hey, man, I surfed against you and I lost. You know, and they were pissed off. I had a lot of pissed off guys that I beat. Yeah. You know, thousands of them, you know, when I was winning, you know. Yeah. And, I found out a lot of them were pissed at me because they lost, <laughs> you know. And, and the wave is just like, dude, it's not my fault you lose. Yeah. I'm just, we're just doing the same thing, except yeah. I'm winning. Well, I'm just curious on like that, the, like the surfing criteria for the event where, you know, you're in this weird transition where yeah. everybody's on long boards, yeah. which is, you're kind of limited yeah, on what you were on single fin, a lot of them had short boards, like uh, Michael Holmes. Single fin short boards and... Yeah, a lot of those guys were all on singles, you know. We caught them looking that way, you know. Blair saw what I was going to do and went, I need one of those boards, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about, I, I was Googling, you know, looking for photos and videos of, yeah. of you 
uh, earlier today, and you know, did you find any? I found there a lot. Be, there's, there's a, there's a ton. Too. There's a ton. <laughs> I mean, you're, of course, you're a legend. So there's too much information on you. But I wanted to talk about how you you were born there, but then moved here, and uh, then and then you know you well you became a, a pretty decent because you're I mean Hawaiians can surf big waves, but you kind of grew up in California. Right? Kinda, yeah. We, I started off as a kid, like you know, and and the kid I was hanging out with, his dad was a big wave surfer, mm-hmm. well known. His name was George Downing. Okay. And I, I was hanging out with his son, and George made his son a little tiny egg-shaped board out of balsa, and it looked like if he made it big, it looked like all the boards that we're using now. Yeah. But it was short, so. I was taking turns with his son, and we were only kids, you know. After yeah. he got done, I'd go, hey, I'm going to use your board. And I'd go back out and use it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the transition of short boards, I already had it here. In your mind, yeah. In my mind, you know, because I grew up on that. Then I came to California, everybody's riding big long boards because the fucking water was cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of the knee paddling, yeah. you know. And no wetsuits, no leash. Yeah. And I never used the leash, you know, f- until later on in California, you yeah. know, because I was taught if you lost your board, you swam. Yeah. So the next time you took off on that wave, same place where I fell, you wouldn't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good learning deal. Yeah. The the uh, the, the leashes came in in what what year? Do you remember? God. I was like Jack O'Neill did it long time ago up in Santa Cruz, but but he had a a suction cup yeah with a thing on it that was on I think it, it was on his arm yeah surgical like rubber yeah, yeah. surgical that snap back right yeah so he was trying it out up in Santa Cruz and I heard that uh, the board flew back and pu- punched a hole in his eye and, he and that's was how dying. he lost his eye that's huh? how he lost his eye yeah so. You know, as the years went on, they, they moved it to your ankle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smarter. Get away from it, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, were you surfing pipeline as a kid back in the day, or did you... I rode pipe uh, back when Butch Van Arsdale, okay, he used to ride on the Duke Kohanamoko surf team. It was four of them. I call them the four horsemen. Mm. It was Van Arsdale, Joey Cabell, Paul Strau and Fred Hemmings, and there was Duke. They represented Duke Kahanamoko. Wow. You know, the tradition of surfing. They took, you know, they went everywhere, toured with them, and these guys were good. Yeah. You know? So they were kind of my, Butch and I were really good friends. I knew them all, you know, because they remembered me when I was a little kid surfing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was really neat. In fact, they came to Huntington Beach after I won a U.S. Open. And they put, they drove a Rolls Royce, and all of them are in the Rolls Royce out on the pier at the lifeguard station, and stopped. And I was looking at the waves, you know, because I wanted to go in the water. Turned around, and there's a Rose, and there's Duke. Wow. And, and these guys, you know, that I knew, I was like hugging them and that. And then they go, David, there's Duke. No way. And I shook his and hand. And that's the first time you met him? Yeah. Wow. And he was there, and you know, and I went, God, this. This is some kind of almond. You yeah. Know, what's oh, going on? How old were you, you think? Oh, God, I was like... High school or... No. 
In my 20s. Okay. Early 20s. Early 20s. Is that the first time you met him? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And he was just Was like, he in a freaking white, dope Hawaiian... Well, he was in a lower shirt, yeah. black pants, and he had the flowered shoes made by Vans. <laughs> I swear to God, they wow, were made by Vans. Wow, that's awesome. So he had like handlers. I mean, obviously, he was like a superstar. Yeah. You know, not just from surfing, but, you know, well, being an Olympics, gold medalist. Like, he had a lot. Yeah. You know, Father of... Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he took it all over the world, yeah. like Australia and all these. He showed it to them, you know. Yeah. And they're still pissed off. <laughs> I never met an Aussie unless he was upset. They're aggressive. They're like uh, lumberjack people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the first time you saw. Uh, not the first time you saw. I seen him in Hawaii, okay. but never really went up. You know, like yeah. to meet him, meet him, like yeah. the way he did me. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's crazy. So you 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 won the U.S. Open. What year was that? Do you remember? God, I couldn't tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, were you riding a longboard or shortboard? Uh, or a fish? I was or? on a longboard back okay. then. Okay, it was a junior. I was a junior, and I won the junior U.S. Open. Okay. And then uh, a couple years later, I won the men's. Nice. Yeah, but Six, it was a battle. Sixty-eight, seventy-one. Yeah, it was between Corky and me. You know, a lot of people were pitting. Corky was a transition, you know, like when I came up here. He was a guy representing all the surf songs and all the movies, you know, oh. type guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I like came Beach up Boy here type stuff? Beach yeah, Boys? For sure. Yeah. yeah. They were in the rah, 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 you know all that stuff and I wasn't I was on the other side with the long hair yeah and the outlaws more the Rolling Stone Beatles Hendrix and, yeah, yeah, yeah Jimmy Hendrix type guy yeah <laughs> so I'll be right there <laughs> thank you <laughs> take care take care <laughs> so so you were the outlaw and, and yeah it was like was you know, he is he the same age as you or about yeah we're about the same okay. age but you know every contest i would go it would either be him winning or me winning wow know? there was that rivalry yeah. huh yeah. yeah we'd always end up in the finals and he'd look at me and i look at him and go here we go again man yeah and, and was there any money at this point in those us opens no there was all trophies so yeah. crazy yeah there was no money in it and, and, and the uh, best time about it was we were winning the contest, so especially for me, I would go back and everybody in town would go, hey, we're having a party over yeah. here in Nueva. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was your uh, prize, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, this is it. This is better than the contest. You know, <laughs> yeah. them handing me, you know, a trophy. So you know, we I, we grew up in, you know, like the 80s going to the U.S. Open is my earliest, like, you yeah. know, memories. And it was like huge, huge. huge. I mean, they had yeah. stadium yeah. stands on the pier, yeah. on the beach. Like, what yeah, was the crowd probably, crowd that factor was probably, back then? Uh, Jim Jenks when he he had OP. Yeah. Because at night I'd be at the shop, and he would come over with all after the con you know while the contest was going, he'd come by and go, "Hey Dave, what are you doing tonight?" I go, "You know what? There's somebody really good playing at the Golden Bear. Why don't yeah. we go in there and watch them?" Yeah. You know, some big group, and he goes, hey, you're on. We'd party to about 12, 1 in the morning. Yeah. And he was the head guy for the contest. Yeah. And he, he owned OP, right? Yeah. He started OP. Yeah. yeah. But the crowds at, in those events in the early, like oh, late yeah. 60s, 70s, it, it brought a crowd, right? Oh, God. Because I've seen some old photos, and it looked like, you know, guys charging like big south swell lefts into the pier, oh, and yeah. just like, it yeah. looked packed. 
I feel like you're one of the most uh, first kind of pro surfers Hi. out there, right? <laughs> That's my daughter Eve. Hi. Oh. Mr. Does your mom look like you? <laughs> <laughs> a grandma? <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, yeah, you're like one of the first kind of professional surfers that started making money from sponsors, yeah? Mainly I was, I was, yeah, well, I made it off of surfboards and a, a few dollars on, uh, you know, shorts, you know, hang tip. Yeah. So you started riding for hang ten? Yeah. Yeah? That was your first, like, clothing sponsor? Yeah. yeah. Would they pay you, like, a couple hundred bucks a month? No, or? they would take care of expenses. Okay. You know, like, if I had to leave town, go to yeah, somewhere. Yeah, go to the East Coast or Hawaii or wherever. They'd grab the tickets and the rooms. And, nice. Know. Nice. Um, oh, I, I was just going to say, like, the you guys, your family, like, um, were so involved with the contest that you guys kind of took over, like, the security, too, for a lot of the that events. That was my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Once... Uh, you know, I was I was doing it a lot. He lived right up the road, Garden Grove, and, yeah. and Jim Jenks uh, put him on as a head security. Yeah, yeah. And during that riot, thank God he was there. You know, because yeah. it was between Tom Kearns and Mark Apolupo. Yeah. And the finals, they already rode in the finals, and then this big bunch of crap evolved at the lifeguard station where they're burning. Uh, Cars cop and, cars yeah. and they're fighting and I heard it, it they were doing that bikini contest yeah. and, and that's and, what triggered it and yeah. that's what triggered is some some girls got their tops, tops ripped, ripped off, and, off and, yeah. and a bunch of drunk guys you know and next thing you know the you, whole place do you feel bad for starting it Mr. Nueva huh do you feel bad for starting oh, yeah, it yeah I threw the first beer <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I remember uh, being on the beach and I I ran up to the top of the pier at Main Street and there was bottles flying from on top of Jacks and, and wow. just all kinds of stuff and I oh yeah all my my brother and his friends worked at Wimpy's right there in the corner well, so I ran in and went through the back door at Wimpy's to my like, my dang. dad caught wind of it and he had all these security guys with him they're all martial art guys you know watching the, yeah you know the contest making sure everybody was good yeah. And so when they caught wind of that going on behind the, the contest, my dad took like five of his guys and he gave me the walkie-talkie and he goes, son, you got to help. I go, what? He goes, keep these people seated. Do yeah. not let them go and get mixed with the riot. Yeah. Because the cops are down there. They're all, you know, getting slammed and... So I said, okay, you know, so how do I do this? Because the finals is going to be over. And so I ran up to one of the judges. I go, listen, the committee that was running uh, the event, I go, look, we can't let nobody leave. We've got to shut the gates, keep them all here. And we came up with, let's have the guys Surf go again. two out of three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we already knew who won. Yeah, yeah. But they were just out there trying to keep everybody seated. Crazy. Yeah, so it worked. Yeah. Because my dad was trying to cover all those 18-wheel trucks with ABC, all their equipment, you know. He had his guys trying to keep those guys from busting that shit up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Expensive equipment. Yeah, so... Uh, Finally, the heat was over the last one, and they had that crowd moving up on Main Street, and 
we can let the people out and let them disperse down the the north side of the pier and then out you know it's surprising that that hasn't happened more you know what i mean because it's been pretty nuts all you gotta do is add alcohol on a hot day with chicks you know with strings on and you'll have it yeah yeah i think they did the city does a good job of you know obviously controlling control and presence and and yeah no bikini shows yeah (laughs) no yeah No, but I, dude, I, that I remember that tr- that two, oh. best two out of three final, and I, man, I wish yeah. they would bring that back at some events. Yeah, you know, just to give the, you know, more for the the crowd and the spectators and stuff. But yeah, well, they did that uh, between uh, see, Leo Febron. It's late and, uh, in the afternoon. You see, everybody's buzzed by that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> true. Yeah. So. That's why they don't do it now because you know they want to end it right around noon, one o'clock. Yeah, they want to have it done. You know, yeah. they don't want to push it all the way to late because then people are like, "Hey, I need a beer." And next thing you know, they intermix with the crowd. Yeah, you're gonna have trouble. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, tell us about your relationship with Jimi Hendrix and how you guys oh, met. Oh, Jimmy. Okay, we're. Uh, this is when Johnny Gale and all that was going on. You see, I, Mike Henson was, uh, he met a guy, he was sort of like a guru type guy. Yeah. You know, like a culture, you know, like. Like a yogi Religious, or you know, stuff. Spiritual yeah. dude. Yeah. And he had an idea, you know, of making a movie and trying to figure out, did the world really come out of a coconut? That's why they're flying up there, you know, the flying saucers. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, he had this far out image of what's, you know, what's, what's the world about and this and that, you know. And it got so complicated, I told him, I said, hey, look, I'm only going to surf in it. I don't want to go to, they built a whole cult in Hawaii yeah. and filmed it there. And uh, I just said, I'm, I'm just going to ride in it and I'll be out of here. <laughs> yeah, but it, it got you obviously connected with a lot of uh, LA and Hollywood yeah. people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all there, you know. And uh, I met Jimmy just for a little bit, you know, before I left. You yeah, know? and he was totally cool. Yeah, epic. Yeah. How Did fun. he try surfing at all or no? No, there's too many people watching it. Yeah, that's what he told me. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I don't want to do it, but I'd love to, you know. But there's too many people watching me. Yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. Huh? He's an interesting dude. Oh God, he was great. Did you but party? Did you party with him? One time. Yeah. Yeah, bag of coke and uh, some Jack Daniels. <laughs> wow, that's an aggressive combo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we party. Yeah. <laughs> so the, from that movie and getting, you know, obviously you're, you know, surf celebrity, and you, you did a couple commercials for like Diet Coke and, uh, no, and Budweiser, Coca Cola and Bud. Yeah. Yeah. We the first one was uh, Budweiser. We shot it. I, w- I went to Hollywood and, and they were looking for. They said long hair surfer guy that's good. Yeah. And Corky went. A bunch of people. Well, Corky already did one. Okay. You know? Yeah. And. So I went up there, and there were like 50 guys, looked like him, and they, you know, <laughs> they were all waiting, you know, pick me, you know. Yeah. Same <laughs> old, same old dance, you know? Like, yeah. And then uh, somebody just went, there's the guy, which was me, to go, yeah. there's the ringer, right there. The perfect yeah, look. Goes, so he has a full legitimate The guy surfs and everything. The yeah. other guys, you know. 
take your wig off. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting because I just have, I just figured like, hey, this is like our campaign, and you're already fam- you know, like yeah. have a name, like oh, we're just gonna put you in. But you had fifty guys that yeah. similar. You had full audition, like traditional. And so they they picked me. There were two other guys that they had to pick, blonde hair guys. One is Richard that owned Balcom. Rollcut. Rollcut. He was one, and there's another one that uh, was teaching in Tavarua, you know, surfer. Hmm. Yeah, they wow. picked him. And Richard didn't have Balkan back then. No. All he had was a pocket full of stickers. And he was just starting to stick everything that he could stick it on. That's yeah, funny. Everywhere. So that's how I met Richard. Awesome. Yeah, he was on the shoot with us, you know, so, you know, we get to... It was obviously a surf commercial, right? Yeah, it was a surfing commercial. It's it's about this old guy, which is me, you know, tearing up on on the waves in at Tavarua, you know. You guys went to Tavarua? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were riding a cloud break. No way. Yeah, but they. I'll tell you the funny thing about that was before the trip, they said come to L.A. to to the studio where everybody was getting ready geared up put all the shit on the plane get get moving so i met the money lady the money lady's the one that pays for the hotels the helicopters the boats left <laughs> the island right the catering on the big schooners you know <laughs> yeah so the trouble was we had the money american money and i was I was sitting in a room, and they were duct taping stacks of money on me. Shut up. No. No. Big piles of hundreds, you know, all over. The money lady was taping money? Yeah, because the deal was, if if they get caught with the money in in that country... They're going to tax it. They're going to tax the shit out of them. You're so fucking... So you're all carrying under 10000 each, like, whatever the the dollar amount was. So we had to have money to rent the island and pay for the big hotel where, where you know. This professional <laughs> movie TV crew. I was already, I knew about it smuggling, yeah. Yeah, this they, TV crew though. <laughs> yeah, they, they picked the long-haired hippie. <laughs> <laughs> How cool though. So here's the funny part. So I'm getting duct tape with all this cash on me. And... I got a t-shirt underneath, over the money, and then they said, wear this jacket, so you, you won't look too bulky, right? Yeah. Okay, I put the jacket on. I get up the damn plane in, in uh Freaking Fiji, sweating hot. And it's fucking 95 degrees, <laughs> and I'm wearing a jacket. I mean, how much of a bus is that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, me and her, she goes, come on, Dave, we gotta walk through customs, quick, quick, quick. Showed the passport and we blow by. And she goes, Another half hour before we get to the island, you can take off all that. And You're I go, kidding. I'm dying. Wow. <laughs> you, know, you know? So, so <laughs> wait a minute. How much? I mean, this lady uh, says, Hey. She was a banker to yeah. for the movie. Yeah. You know? That's kind of crazy. And she didn't bust it out on you or tell you until like that day? Yeah. <laughs> anybody anybody else strap in? No. 
She didn't trust anybody else. <laughs> she was handcuffed to me. No. Yeah. How interesting. Like, no, hey, so Dave's done this before. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. That was funny. Hey, yeah, this guy will do. This Dave, is, Dave will do anything. Yeah, he looks like he's pretty shady. He might have done this he before. He knows how to hold the sweat down. <laughs> That's incredible. So we get to the island, bam, you know, we get through, we get on the boat, we're chugging out to the island. She's paying money to all these people, and then we get up in the hotel room, I'm going, <laughs> Yeah. And she's peeling, going, I go, oh! You know? How incredible. That's and crazy. You guys score some waves? And uh, no, actually, the waves were like average six foot. Mm. Yeah. Was wasn't big, but it was big enough we could shoot. Yeah. So we had two run boats. We call them run boats. They were like you know big fishing boats, you know, and those were the camera guys. Yeah. And then we had a giant schooner, which you know, on breaks we we'd come back to the schooner, take our breaks, drink water, take a dump or whatever, take a nap. Have food and the spread was unbelievable. Yeah, anything you wanted, it was it, it was on that table. Nice, that's so crazy. <laughs> With cooks, you know. You so there's had, three of you that they're filming. Yeah. Okay. And then there were water guys, you know, about three, four water guys in different areas. You know, yeah. as we were blowing by them, you know, they were. That's crazy. Yeah. So you made a Coca-Cola commercial. That was uh, the Budweiser. Oh, that was a Budweiser one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That Budweiser one was, uh, we shot it in Tavarua and then we came back to Oahu and where Disneyland is now. Yeah. You know that hotel? Yeah. We shot it there. No before way. Before that hotel was there. That was like a sacred burial ground. Huh. Yeah. Nobody could go out there, you know. It, somehow they, we got okay to shoot it there. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And so we shot that there. The next one was, uh, the Coca-Cola. Out of the blue, they're looking for somebody again. I go up to audition, and I get the part. Yeah. <laughs> My wife told a lady, she goes, does your husband dive off cliffs? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I go, no. She, my, my wife goes, oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he rides big waves. He dives yeah. off the waves. Yeah. You know? And she goes, oh, okay, because these other guys can't swim, you know? Oh, my <laughs> God, you're kidding me. <laughs> so I get picked for that. How old are you when, when this is happening? God, I forget. It was a long time ago. I think my son was uh, my son was like months old, okay. seven months. He's 34. Okay. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so I get to park. I'm living in the Oceanside. They sent a car down, pick me up, take me to L.A., they go, Dave, you, uh, you're going to Grenada. Grenada. Uh, I go, Grenada. Isn't that the place we just had trouble with, with the Army shootings? and To film a Coca-Cola commercial. Yeah. In Grenada. <laughs> wow. There's ways in Grenada, right? I don't know. <laughs> All I was, I was in the compound, so I don't know. Yeah. We, we rented a big, giant hotel on big property, and nobody's allowed on it. <laughs> Dang. So, did you get like a SAG card after that? The Screen Actors Guild yeah, card? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, we get, to, you know, we get there and it's the same director, Michael Bay, and he's he makes all these movies now. I've heard of Michael Bay, I think. Yeah, like, Michael Bay. Yeah. Same guy, and we always played pranks. Like action packed, like 
yeah, explosive Mike, movies, right? Michael and I always played pranks on each other. Wow. You know? Like one time I'm sitting on the back of the boat, got a big old fishing pole, you know, while, while I'm talking to this guy, he's going, you know, I go, fuck. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so I got him good one time, you know, in the hotel. I got his room key and got a jar of mayonnaise and put it all over the sheets and made the bed. Oh my God. You did that? <laughs> so it just looks like there's nothing in there because no, it's white on white. You lift it up, you slide in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that idea? Hey, you gotta be creative. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good prank right there. So, right. so you made pretty damn good money then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had residuals, you know, like that one was geared more towards the Super Bowl, the Coca Cola one. No way. Yeah, they, I was diving off a cliff, probably 60 foot, 65 foot high. Dang. And, it, and the beach was like for me to black truck. You know, and it was like fucking six, seven foot deep, Carl. What? I was diving, you know, into this. It was more like I knew I had a belly flop. Oh, this. no. Oh, yeah. So you couldn't go down too deep. No, you can't do a straight dive, man. You're going to bust your, you're going to break your neck. Yeah, on so coral. I kind of dove like, like that, you know, flat. 60 feet? Yeah. You, that's I not did, what you I do. I did it six times, and Michael said, no, let's do it four more. I go, no. Yeah. <laughs> you got away with it? I want to walk away from this. No shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you hired a stunt double for this. Yeah. The face of the freaking commercial. Come on. You know, and the tide was going out, you know, so. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, yeah. you can eat a dick. Yeah, you can. You earned your money on that one. He had three, uh, he had four, four. Or six good shots. Yeah. I mean, you know, why why am I going to take the risk and do it four more times? Was there times? any surfing in that one, or just that was it, the cliff dive? No, it was the cliff dive. Okay. That was it. That's crazy. <laughs> but they, they ended up playing at Super Bowl? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's huge. Being in like a, a plug on a Super Bowl commercial, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you do any more commercials after that? Uh, or No, kind of kind of chilled out yeah. after that, yeah. Take it. Yeah, you're like, I ain't going to fucking jump off the more cliffs. Yeah. But you, I mean, just... <laughs> don't tape your wife, you know, so she don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put you out there. <laughs> right? But you kind of, like, your career, you know, you had a, a great career. You start off on the longboard dominating the shortboard, you know, then the shortboard phase, the fish phase, you got that, and you almost did the longboard for, like, 10 years. Yeah. And then, and then there's a whole, like, kind of resurgence on the longboard scene, and then yeah, that's when you came back and... Didn't you get yeah, did like it. a bunch of sponsors it and full circle? Yeah, you know. And I knew it was and, gonna do. <laughs> and then there was like decent money in the events, and well, oh, you started uh, professional longboarding, or yeah, well, we got into that. Me and Takiyama, Donald, he's a good buddy of mine. I grew up with in Hawaii, and he was making longboards. Yeah, yeah. And so when the shortboard hit. All the guys that rode longboards, they couldn't ride them because they're, you know, they're older now. They're, you know. Yeah. And so Donald said, "Hey, why don't we uh, do a pro fire up the longboard deal?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll help you." And I was riding a fish back then. I go, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah. I'll help you. So he made me a bunch of longboards, and then we. Started getting contests going on and got bigger and better, and we got all the guys off the couch and back in the ocean. Yeah, that was the plan. 
that and I mean, yeah, you had successful pro models and and, and the yeah. surf shops and everybody were embracing. And the old guys weren't feeling bad with a little shortboard on their arms; they could finally paddle out again. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So we did that back, you know, and now it's kind of who knows where it is. Yeah, it's all shortboards. If you want to, you know, you got to be young. And a lot of guns on you. you know? Yeah, that's so crazy. But you had a, you know. I mean, you're instrumental in a lot of like surf designs over the years, you know? Like, oh yeah, and we we came out with the the downrail boards before when it was long boards. They were all like egg shape, you yeah. know, round. And then uh, Henson Henson actually was the one. He made me a set of ten of ten boards, and then they were all downrail boards. And then he tried to sell them up in Santa Cruz. We were up there for a contest. And all those people up there were going, they'll never work, you know, they'll catch the edge and you'll go flying. Huh. And little did they know, we were flying all right, flying right by them on yeah. their egg-shaped boards. We were going, bye. <laughs> so epic. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine like, you know, the the tech, you know, the boards and the technology back then was like, you know, you guys went from balsa to, to foam to, yeah. you know, now you're, you're you're angling the fins different, you're tilting them out, yeah, you're, yeah, you yeah. know. I still was, don't see it on the fish now. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, they don't, they don't do what I did, you know. I think uh, when I come out with uh, these uh, 50 boards that I'm going to come out with, the way they were, the fish, yeah. I'm going to remake 50 of them and put them online and sell them, you know, for like 1500 or two grand. Smart, nice. Sign them, you know, with the ego on it, just like we wrote them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Awesome. <laughs> Are you still shaping today? No, no, no. I'm yeah. out of that. <laughs> yeah. I got guys that I know that can make them. And yeah. I just work with them and they till they get it right where we want it, and then we'll make a dish and do it. Nice. But your no, you know, your nose rise reading, your nose riding longboard, like your guys's design and concept is now kind of like what is almost in all the boards now. I did back then. Yeah. These kids. They come up to me all the time, and they're good servers. For sure. They go, we watch what you did when you were like 19, 20 years old yeah. on a longboard, and it's insane yeah. <laughs> what you were doing back then. Yeah. They're, they're just going, fuck, you were doing this back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the appreciation. It's timeless, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's classical. Like, yeah. what yeah, you no. guys were doing back then, what you were doing back then, kids keep emulating you know <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's a big part of the sport you yeah. know like that that longboard and, and that kind of you know psychologic like, like yeah style and <laughs> flow and speed and i mean nothing's really changed in surfing just yeah. do you want to do it on a longboard a you know longboard, a shortboard it's or more like you know the tradition in hawaii is when you ride a longboard brah relax you yeah. know and just have fun yeah and that's basically how I kind of presented it, you know? Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk much about you traveling, you know, to like other... Traveling, I hate. You hate traveling. <laughs> I've traveled so much, I'm burned out on traveling. Yeah. Did you used to go like oh, to Japan or... or Japan, uh, Peru, all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. uh, Florida. Did you make it to Indonesia? I'm France... No, no Indonesia. I made it to uh, Thailand. 
Tabarua. That's close enough. Right, right, right. <laughs> islands are good. That's a good island. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was it like going to some of these other, you know, countries when you're there oh, doing contests like, or just kind of like... It was kind of contests. You some know, some one, of them. One was uh, Japan and uh, I have my wife. Yeah, she came in late. Anyway, we were on. We were staying on Nijima Island. Yeah. We were up. We we left Shonan, which is a surf little sound town. Yeah. 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 And we took a ferry that night. You know, with the chickens and the pigs. I've been on that ferry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all night. You know, we're in the boat, fucking drunk. You know, playing cards. You know, yeah. killing time. We get to the island, and when we got there. It was late in that evening. The boat dropped us at the dock, and we went up on the hill and went to the hotel. Yeah. And I got drunk with two Japanese ladies <laughs> drinking sake and woke up in the morning going, Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> and these two ladies are smiling at me. <laughs> going, oh, no. Did you hit the hot springs temple? <laughs> I remember there was a... No. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a killer hot springs there, and they made it like a temple out of it where you could go to all these different pools. Well, I went to a place yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I got up, and uh, they said, uh, Typhoon coming. Wow. And, and so I was there with, uh, who was it? I think it was Mike, no, yeah, Mike Armstrong. He, he rode one of my fishes, you know. Yeah. He's from Huntington, this, right? Uh, we're on this island. And I look, I look down by the beach, and we get down there. There's like a hundred Japanese surfers, you know, that fall, and us knew that we we're going to be there. Yeah. And uh, there's this big giant cement slab where the boat pulled up next to. Yeah. And the waves were like eight to ten feet. Just splashing over. No. Oh, and wow. They said this place never broke before because wow. of the angle of the typhoon. Yeah. Was pushing the swell in there. What. Yeah, so we're like, I'm staring at it, and I'm like going, wow, man, this is cool. Look at these waves. Yeah, and the and Japanese guys can't even surf. No, right? no, there were, there were some. There were some? There were like 10 of them out in the water, you know, and I was going, wow, man, that's cool. Look at these guys, you know? And I look over, and there's Lopez and Roy Russell. <laughs> <laughs> we all look at each other like, guys. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I'll go. We're here with you guys. That's you know, so awesome. but we're on a different schedule. Oh, epic! <laughs> so you guys score. I look out in the water and I see these guys, and all of a sudden I see something move. You know, like a fin. Uh oh. And I go, wait a minute. I looked at my interpreter. I go, sharks, Japan. Like this, he go, yeah. oh, Japanese sharks, very friendly. <laughs> and I go, fuck you. <laughs> you friendly sharks? I looked at him and go, fuck you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I just see the giant fin move in the water. That's crazy. And so 50 more Japanese get out there. I go, well, the odds are good, guys. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that is oh, awesome. Yeah, um, Nijima is a little island, and it's, it's very... Uh, yeah. Yeah, like it's very shaky. Yeah. No, not just fish, but uh, earthquakes. Oh, really? It's on like a fault line or something. <laughs> it's shaky. I tell you, I got the longest tube ride I think I ever got in my life. Uh, at Nishima? Yeah. Was that a right or a left? Left. Wow. I, I was in this thing for so long, and I kept going and going and going, and the, the lip was hitting where his shoulder is right yeah. there, and I was just like, 
all the way down the beach, man. Came out of it? Was it, um, wow. was it summer warm warm that time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a weird direction with the typhoons. They say typhoons over there, they come, and you'll see waves break in places that never broke yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting, a, you're getting wave, you know, a lot of different angles. Depends on the swirl, yeah. I guess, that pumped the waves in. Yeah. yeah. Between all the islands and shit. Yeah. 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 Storm hey. chasers. So you got to go, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got to go, but... Uh, but no, let's... I'll, before you leave, I wanted to talk about, you know, let's let's give pay our respects to... Oh, my boy, my, my little brother. I call him my little brother yeah. because... Uh, there's an old story uh, how he got his, his nickname. I'll tell it to you because I got to read this tonight at the at the the gathering. My good friend of mine died named uh, Rick Fignetti. Real name is Rick Fignetti, Rockin and they used fig. to call him the Rockin' Fig. How he got that name, I'll tell you. Me and uh, Chuck did uh, used to run a shop on Main Street in Huntington Beach. And Rick was going to school, yeah, I think it was Golden West back then, and he was like the Golden West surf team, you know, young guy hanging out in Huntington, surfing Huntington, and Chuck saw him, picked him up, you know, and put him to work selling boards at Chuck Dent's. So this story goes how Rick got his nickname. One day Chuck and I walked into the shop, the music was blurry, deaf, you could go on deaf with Oingo Boingo. That's, That's how Lennon listens to music. He can't hear. So Oingo Boingo? Oingo Boingo. New one wave. Of them, one of them bands. Yeah. You know? Devo. I don't know what it was. Anyway, Chuck and I walked in, and Rick didn't know that we were standing at the door with our arms crossed <laughs> watching him while he was dancing, you know, doing the dance, you know? Yeah. And Chuck and I have to all going, get it, Fig, get it, Fig. <laughs> and then Chuck goes, you just got a new nickname, Rockin' Fig. Wow. And awesome. that's you heard it here. You heard yeah. it here. The guy was <laughs> wow. busting moves in this Chuck Dent shop. Like, that is so awesome. Boingo Boingo or one of the new ways. <laughs> and we caught him doing it, and Chuck Dent tagged Rick. He said, your new name is going to be Rockin' Fig. Hey, that's a pretty good name. And name the rest yeah. is history. Ever since we... Uh, did that? Rick got a job with uh, poor man K Rock. Yeah. Long time ago, doing the surf report because they asked David to do it, and David said no, have Rick do it. Yeah. So Rick did it, and that's how he got his microphone and did all the U.S. Open for thousands of people, hundreds yeah. and hundreds for, of thousands. For the voice of surfing. Yeah. 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 Rick was the gate gatekeeper. I call him the gatekeeper of Huntington Beach. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> such a cool dude. And I remember as a kid, he freaking ripped. And then, you know, obviously his eyes, you know, were pretty bad. And he, you know, he uh, uh, didn't, I don't know if he got it fixed at one point. But, yeah, he had some, some blurry eyes for a while. But yeah. he died in a good way because uh, it was like three nights ago. Uh, my son and I went to the Orange County Fair to see Oingo Boingo. That's crazy. And I told I told my son, and he goes, Dad, didn't we talk about this? I said, Yeah. I said, I wish Rick Fig would be here. He'd yeah. be dancing. Yeah. You know, and we talked about that. And then the next morning, I get a phone call saying that Rick died. And oh. I went, what? I know. You know. And so I called the house. His wife p- picked up the phone. 
And she said, yeah, Rick was playing with the dog. And then he got up and sat down on the couch and said, I don't feel good. Ugh. And so he shut his eyes and uh, she thought he was just taking a nap. And then they went to wake him up for some reason and uh, he wouldn't get up. So they called 911 and they, she told me he died from the house to the, the hospital. Oh, so, such a bummer. But he yeah. went to sleep, you know, yeah. so... No I want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to get the, you yeah. know, yeah. the heart attack and the. <laughs> I I hear you on that one, but yeah, I mean, Fig, I remember he, at, like he wrote columns in the Daily Pilot and he covered oh, yeah. all the like yeah. high school events and all the local. It's like he was so involved in so, so many involved. ways from yeah. the Rock and Fig. The Rock and Fig, is, <laughs> we're gonna miss you, Rock and Fig. Yeah. Well, that's how it started. You know, we gave him the mic with poor man, and it went beyond, yeah. beyond. Yeah. So. <laughs> One last thing before you go, um, you were talking about uh, you're, you're writing a book. You're in in the process yeah, of writing I'm a book. Yeah, I'm writing a, a book about myself. Uh, all these Great things stories. that we we yeah. kind of Talk talked about. about. Yeah. It's it's you know. And, uh, Is it the early stages of it, or it's the early stages okay. right now? There's a lot of sections that you know a writer would have to look and piece them all yeah. together. You know. I just write when I feel something I did, you know, I just put yeah. it down and yeah. you glue it all together and yeah. it comes out. <laughs> well, we're, we're excited to, to, yeah. to see that book come to fruition yeah. and, and help you, you know, <laughs> get the word out when, it, when it's, when oh, it's it'll ready. Come out. It'll yeah. come out. Yeah, because it'll, it'll be, you know, kind of like a surfing, like, history, Dude. you know, going through all the, yeah, like, decades. There's, there's and, a lot of outlaws in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I hope we... Uh, we get to hear about, more about that because, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you're a legend not in just Huntington Beach, but globally. I mean, yeah. people have looked up to you from fucking different generations of surfing. And David Nueva, you know, thank you for sitting down with us. And, hey, thank um, you guys for having me. Yeah. Aloha, much, boys. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, much respect. Thank you for your time. Yeah. All right. Hey, peace. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Wax! The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Fuwax, the best wax in the game. Fuwax. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 